0: or request the mic and bring you into the conversation welcome greetings greetings one and all come on in come on in i truly do appreciate you i'm humbled i'm honored by you
1: This is Freddy's. home to Africa,
2: the Planet Camp,
1: and Goldilocks. I
0: Awo onlo uto ne'iwo o si ita ne ebo o'nilio abane shu. Eshu is the respected elder who flogs, confronts, and uncovers fools. That one versed in mysteries uses truth to own you. He causes a scatter to feed poverty. O batala shakes rascals to have sacrifice. The owner of warnings is the one who is Eshu, Aboru, Aboye, Aboshiche, Ashe. May I ever reach your room. May I ever be accepted. May I ever allow what we desire to come to pass. And so we say Ashe. Divine all blessed greetings and salutations, one and all to each and every one of you individually, and of course, collectively from all over the world. You are now sitting live with the Divine Prince, Pan-African Spiritualist, Practitioner, Author, and Advisor, Elagoon Oloye Hoodoo Obeya Bokor, sharing with you in all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a Pan-African Hoodoo world spiritualist perspective understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veils, for it is all just an illusion and a test in one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. This is my constant prayer, my mantra, affirmation, reverberation, reiteration, and it is indeed my ever living reality. All this, a blessing, is crucial to the very foundation of my inner standing, my speaking, my teaching, my walk, my work, and prayerfully, my demonstration along this divine, all blessed life path and journey. It is how I, the divine prince, make sense out of all that we're challenged with here in our daily existence on Mother Father Earth, and it is the place from where I begin, from where I realize and crystallize all my endeavors. Understanding that I and I alone create and co-create my divine destiny, and I and I alone create and co-create my divine all-blessed reality. And so it is, Ashe. I am always grateful to be here with you each and every day at high noon U.S. Central Standard, U.S. Central Standard Time. Broadcasting live from this beautiful, historic, legendary, most enchanted, most haunted city in America, New Orleans, Louisiana, the land of my ancestors and those who came before me along this Hoodoo do obey a life path and journey, passing down the great Obeah stick along with the knowledge of the life-giving herbs, roots, plants, rituals, spirits, minerals, and indeed, as our beloved Elder Denise Augustine says, our sacred stories. I'm always grateful that not one, but many take the time out of the middle of your day, whatever time zone you are, are listening in or viewing in right now or, or enjoying an archive right now. I'm always grateful that people find their way to this place, to this shared sacred space, my my open classroom, if you will, for not only the House of the Divine Prince, but indeed for um, my beloved cousins, (laughs) Ola Ifawole, Oladeji, Tande, and of course the beloved (laughs) Ia Otan, Ifatomiwa. I'm grateful to have this platform to not only bring our individual ministries forward our individual spiritual uh, ministries forward but to share our stories also with the community and to share your stories and your experience for indeed we learn and we grow from each other we gather power and and ashe if you will from each other and we grow as a community i'm also continuing to be honored by the number of um, I've got to come up with a term for it. Um, family clients that I have, where it's not just one person in the family that i'm I'm communicating with or working with, but many people within the dynamics of the family that we're working with and communicating with. it does strongly suggest to me a a generational shift, if you will, away from the the mainstream organized religious systems that we've often felt didn't serve our needs, didn't fully complete us as as people and as a community, but indeed many are now turning to ATR, to traditional African-based religious systems, to Ifa, to Boudon, to Voodoo, to Hoodoo, as a viable alternative, if not a foundational root practice now within their own households and indeed within their families and, and, and prayerfully, the generations that come after. So in, in continuing uh, sort of an ongoing discussion about shadow work, family keeps coming up, ancestors keep coming up, Egoon keeps coming up, Ori keeps coming up. And so indeed the, the
3: topic... Sorry, I don't understand.
0: So indeed the topic of uh, soulmate Um, it's often attached to the topic of shadow work and and indeed lineage. But but I wanted to address it in in a different way today by by specifying soulmates, soul families, soul clans. Some people are uncomfortable with soul clans, but but soul families, if you will. And the idea that, um, indeed, there's a, a part of us that is, stardust, there's a part of us that is astrological and and cosmic and, and indeed universal. And so we share a root. We share a family. But then we also have divisions of family, if you will, that make their way onto Earth, just like the Loa did, just like the Orisha did, to fulfill a purpose. And I often teach, and I'm sure my, my cousins will both have their perspective on, you know, first the notion of soulmates and then any ideas that they might want to share about soul family. I'm, I'm prayerful that Oloye they might talk about, you know, eggbeats a little bit and, and what that might represent in, in relationship to soul families, and, and how that operates, you know, in, in our lives and how it might show up indeed in our in our shadow work and of course the beloved e. ia otan will just bring that that E. I me fire <laughs> that I. J., you know and she'll give us her um her sharing so i offer you please as always the phone lines are open at area code 845 277 845 press the number one on your telephone keypad Be patient. Give me time to actually navigate to that tab. I'll see your hand is raised. I'll open your mic. I'll bring you into the conversation. And if you will, I'll also open the chat in the Blog Talk Radio platform as well. And, of course, those of you who are here with me now live on screen, you can follow the streaming banner at the bottom of the, of the screen, the screen yard, and you too can co-host with us and share your opinions, your comments, uh, and, and indeed your, your rational request, and we'll be more than happy to um, respond. And before I pass the mic, it's at 13, okay? And, and before I pass the mic, I, I just wanna say, you know, soulmates in general, kind of a hands-off topic for me for many years. But probably until the last 10 years, I became a little bit more receptive to even talking about soulmates outside of my ministry, outside of what we discussed within the dynamics of our, of our spiritual house. Uh, and that is because there's so much uh, diluting the wine. There's so much muddying the water, if you will, about love relationships, um, uh, what relationships should look like, Um, and and, and that sort of Western Greco-Roman footprint that's implanted on top of it that has diluted how many of us, greetings, mom, peace and blessings, queen, mother, um, many of our, our vision about what love is has been sort of polluted by, you know, Ken and Barbie and TV and pop culture and many other things that we could easily digress off into. But sort of the idea that soulmates and the key word being soulmates come together, you know, for some limited uh, physical or even love or carnal-based connection sort of strips away all the, the power and attachment that spirit is and indeed Soul is. So I teach that soulmates are really about soul level connections, soul level work. Um, And I know I'm a little slow in the chat, but it's really hard for me to talk and chat. So I I try to get my piece out and then pass the mic and let my cousins come back at it. And and then I can sort of independently view view the chat. So, so let me make my piece on soulmates, and then I'm going to move on and let uh, my cousins uh, have the mic. Uh, soulmates are really about a soul connection, a soul-level connection. Now, now, many cultures, many ethnic groups veer that through various systems, through various cult practices. Um, perhaps Eggby uh, among the Yoruba being just one example of that. And so a soul connection is when two or more people feel they are linked on a soul level in a significant and extraordinary way. It's the sense that your link transcends the earth plane, transcends the carnal, transcends uh, just normal waking everyday activity, transcending the practical details of our relationships, like being coworkers or being neighbors or being family-related, or not being family-related. All these things are are at play. As well as possible marriage partners, love, relationships, friendships. And that's something much more broader than what, you know, sort of the Cupid balance, time-day, chocolates, hearts, marriages, white dresses, wedding rings, much of that, which is relatively new, by the way culturally speaking, historically speaking, you know, when we go back into the, you know, the De Beers and the finding of the diamond mines in South Africa, you know, we're really not talking about that far back in history that much of our present idea about soulmates, you know, has its its sort of generation, where it's coming from. But there's a, a much older idea. I like to talk about Oshosi, you know, superseding Um, uh, Cupid. There there are other deities that I could call by name from other ethnic groups that outdate, predate Cupid. You know, your little fat, naked chair baby with the bow and arrow, you know, that shoots these crazy arrows that make people fall into some kind of foolish love. Um, Whereas these other deities, these other powers, like Ososi, have these magical arrows that always hit their target that don't stray from, you know, the course, that, that have this magic imbued in them that ensure direction. So I often associate Oshosi in one word as direction. So sometimes we meet people, you feel like you know them, whether it's about love or just friendship, you, you feel connected to them we all have people within our bloodlines and our families that we feel no connection to know very little about. Uh, I pray that our demonstration here on the show, me and my co-host shows you the power and, and the magic of spirit and soul level connections and spirit level connections and understand that there are more than one type of quote unquote soulmate. You know, you have soul partners, you have soul ties, you have past life soulmates. You have karmic soulmates, you know, which, which is definitely not the type of um, soulmate relationship you would want to marry into or, or date into. Because often in a, in a karmic soulmate connection, you're here to work out some kind of karmic debt to, to repair something, to fix something, to renew something. To, to finish some undone event, you know, that predates this life, this existence, this present time. So soulmate connections have to be really deep, have, have to be really rooted to transcend from one lifetime to another, one, one lifespan uh, to another. So uh, I promise I'm going to pass the mic. It's 19. Okay, I'm going to pass the mic. <laughs> and I'm uh. uh bring in my cousins, my beloved cousins Otan and and, um, Oloye into the conversation. And give me something to drink and let me feel the chat real quick. Hello to everybody. I hope everybody's doing
3: well. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Um, It's good to see you all again. So, Soulmates, Eggbag, and the tie-in. So, as we know, Egg is our heavenly mates. In uh, if I, it is shared that, uh, that Egg Bay, that we, we have a distinct twin in Olu. And within that twin, we call them the astral mates. So there's the tie-in that my cousin speaks a lot about with the astral uh, levels. Um, when we deal with Egbe we deal with a variety of categories uh, yeah, Lode, uh Jabun Jabun which is warrior uh, and a, a, a number of categories, there's a lot of categories um, within that you have sometimes people going through some different challenges, struggles, ups and downs. And some of that could be that, as we know, we've talked about before, the, the relationship or path that you made before coming here to this earth. And that you went in front of the little you kneeled in front of the little to share what it is that you desire to, to manifest here in this lifetime. And just the same, though, is that you had that relationship with this mate while in Odin, while in heaven. And some of the challenges we might face is because we did not uh, fall in alignment with what we promised our astromate in heaven. Some... We find struggle in finding a wife or husband here because we did not do what we needed to do ritually to appease Egbe for us to be able to move forward here on this lifetime. Sometimes it is that things will not materialize in our life because we did not do what we needed to do uh, with the astral twin. In order for them to be with us as well, sometimes they comes and they do. It's like a tricky thing. You see some things going on uh, that you can't really explain. Um, You you find sometimes that they hide stuff on you, or you find sometimes that they
1: uh, um,
3: you you'll be doing things. And, and you don't know why all of a sudden this is happening or that's happening, and you're looking around and you still can't figure it out because they got jokes for you. So dealing with egbe is uh, is very interesting, and and for Ifa there is initiation that goes with egbe, usually. Uh, between a day and three days of of initiation for Egbe. And in that initiation, you'll find a lot more information, even about your life, but about how you coincide with Egbe and what Egbe category that you belong to. What was it that you promised in heaven before you came here? And wouldn't you uh, promise your astromates so that your astromates will be working with you and not be upset with you? When they are upset with you, that's when a lot of things sometimes go away. So then we have to do offerings to egg bank And there's different uh, um, there's different things that you get to each egg bait, whether it's a pot, or whether it's another thing, there, there are different things that you get for each category of egg bay. And so um, egg bay is an is a, uh, intricate uh, topic sometimes. So these are some of the basics of egg bay. There are many, many verses, especially Ogbe that talks about like around even the first verse, that if you're on a egg bay, then that means you are one that needs to be initiated to Egbe, and so you have close relationship to Egbe, and it's wise for you to initiate to it. So uh, these are some of the just the basics of working with Egbe, and then sometimes how it ties in to astral to, to a mate here, a friend here, in that, in essence, it might have been your friend. Up in heaven. And now you you say that there's never a mistake as to how people kind of come together. Mm-hmm. And whether it's for a season or whether it's for a reason or whether it's for a lifetime, all of that will will show itself over time. So we have to allow sometimes to be patient to see just exactly what the relationship is is to be but uh, i hope that that gives you a little bit of information on egg bag and the possible tie-in with who we would called uh soulmate here on this realm on this plane and and that it could stem back you know in different lifetimes previously so uh I'm glad to be back. Um, you better excuse me. I'm a little bit tired. I was a lot going on this weekend. I did a lot of work. So, um, But I'm here, and I'm here for you all. And to my cousins, I love you both. Hello. How are you? Uh, a uh, a Puerto Brio, I love uh, hey, you. I'm going to go she uh Peace and blessings <laughs> be <I>, upon you. I Whatever. <laughs> all right. Hey, bo peace. Bo <laughs> bo peace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Come on in.
2: You know, and, and also, let
0: me say something before,
2: listen. You remind me of something. Kind of oh, divine father and listening family, watching family, peace and blessings, queen mother savage. I see you. Yes. I saw you as soon as I got on here. Yes,
0: um,
1: I love
2: my
0: mother. I love
2: my mother. Yes, yes. Our elders, uplift them now while they are here. Give them the flowers now. I love you mama savage I, I haven't met you but that don't matter to me um it is good to be here welcome back by the um and everyone i hope your weekend was blessed uh, i hope doors open for everyone whether in whatever area you need to get to open in your life whether it was healing uh prosperity elevation anything i hope all of that for you feeding. In honor to my um, aloe, Prince Baba at the Bayo and Olali is also in Yalose, Ezeyike Oyo the So, mate, okay. Um, well, Baba Ololi did actually give um, most of the information as far as egg day and what is considered um, your heavenly mate or your family that you have before you come here, and that can also include. Uh, Spouse. That is something that I wanted to add on as well. Um, that can also compound sometimes issues and, and you know finding mates or, or you know finding a wife or a husband uh, There may have been something that needed to be done. A uh, promise you didn't fulfill as father or Um So it's a lot of different aspects. Um, and again, how the people that are supposed to be in your life and when. Um, We at times, as humans, because we're going through the experience and we're living it and we're feeling it, um, especially those that are are close to our our heart and emotion, we tend to uh, sometimes because we can see the potential in a person, try to make uh, permanent situations out of temporary things. So I encourage everyone watching and listening today to truly examine yourself, guys. Be healing is pertinent. Ancestral work is pertinent um, because a lot of the time um, finding that connection and being open and able to recognize the connection with someone can also help by you doing your own healing first. That way it takes away a lot of the the false imagery. It takes away a lot of that, you know, the lifetime movies that some of us will block in in or the hallmark movies because, you know, we know the life, it's really not like that. So, um, in as far as soulmates, you know, understand it's a lot of different things that play. Um, soulmates, different connections you have with people that may not necessarily need soulmates. So it is good first to always heal, have a routine of prayer or some form of meditation. Keep your mind clear and positive because all of that plays a role in recognizing who is or potentially is not for you, whether that be a spouse, a friend, or anything of that nature. So keep those things in mind. And I look forward to seeing where the conversation goes and hearing from everyone. Thank you.
0: Wait a minute. Give me a second. I was caught up in something else, and I couldn't unmute myself for a moment there. Um, Certainly, I appreciate um, both of you for, you know, helping to, support the EFAB Yoruba perspective. Uh, that's one of the things that I enjoy uh, about both of you all participating actively in the show. We know that there is an Arisha a romance within our community and people are really enamored and, and in love with, with the culture and the practice and the tradition. And, and so I appreciate, um, you know, you all bringing that perspective and, and, and then your own individual perspective. Um, As a practitioner of voodoo and hoodoo, of course, Kanja, Obia, uh, I wanted to go back and address um, the question of soulmates and uh, twin flames. Uh, Soul twins is what Dark Soul Jewel said. Um, uh, Express, Empress, uh, Sag, Divine Bonita, um said what about different twin flames and those are really um great questions in reference to uh some of what i was saying um, previously about there being a spiritual origin for many of us that's rooted in not just couples or twins but really in soul families, soul clans if you will soul groups and we come here to fulfill a purpose Sometimes to bring a particular gift, to bring a particular expertise to humanity, (coughs) to bring and push things forward that are in the the best interest of not just the individual, but the families and then subsequently the the earth itself, the the greater community. But you also have uh, twin souls, twin flames that, that are sort of split first from one originating soul one originating power. Um, And so that energy cannot be contained in just one being. And so it has to be co-shared, if you will, among more than one being to express the fullness of that energy. Some people in the magical community suggest that the 12 disciples help to balance out that power of God, that it's indeed just one man, carried all the energy of the power of God, then it had to be co-shared, if you will, among a group of other beings to balance out that energy, to balance out that that uh, that uh, reverberation, if you will, as it, when anything moves through the universe, when anything moves through the cosmos, it creates a reverberation that imprints not just its movement forward, but where it's been and that subsequently affects everything else that follows behind it and so we pass down traumas we pass down skills we pass down social skills and tools and abilities we pass down uh the mindset for ministry the mindset for healing the mindset for teaching the mindset for for music and art and creativity in our blood but we also pass it down through spirit interaction so these interactions can also be created by intense energy intense events sometimes traumatic events other times uh, positive great positive events that also create an input that can cement individuals together that can then later show up as a soulmate family or a soulmate clan so often when you meet someone and you feel you have this sense of soulmate-level connectivity, first, as, as my cousin suggested, check your, check your own heart. Check your own tab. Check your own um, pulse. Where are you spiritually in your journey? Where are you personally in your journey? What have you been asking the universe for? And sometimes in the not asking, because sometimes you all are in the position of the not asking, You're just sort of living life day by day and sort of dealing with what comes as it may. There's a reverberation. So you're still sending out an energy that helps to create and recreate the reality in which you exist in, which is rooted in what you you believe and what you focus your, your intent and your energy on. So the soulmate will often come along often as the illusion of a problem, issue, a block, a complication, sometimes more friendly, more passive, more benevolent. Other times there's the romantic interest that's a part of the reconnecting, if you will, at the soul level. But there are all kinds of ways that we can tap the soul level without necessarily being physical, without necessarily being sexual. So often when a client comes, particularly a a brand new client comes, and there's a question about anything about soulmates, I often stop the conversation, don't don't give me any more details, and we throw divination. And I first discern um, the root of the connection. And as my cousin, um, Oloye, suggested, it's done a very specific way in in IFA in in terms of denoting eggbeak family, if you will, and it's done a very specific way in in voodoo, but we first look at why. Why are you here? Why did I call you here? Why did I create this experience? What am I here to learn? What am I to gain inwardly, personally, as an individual from this experience that makes my life better, makes the partner's life better, and subsequently makes everyone's life Better, But, again, in the Western sense of things, it's a real short trip between the meeting, the hello, the how you doing, to the romantic interest. And so we often don't fill in many of those blanks before we walk down the aisle, before we choose to bring a child into the world. And then later on, we run into relationship complications, family complications all these things which further cloud shadow work. Uh, That's why I originally said, this is really an extension of shadow work conversation, but more specific to why is it that family, even friends, close associates, perhaps soulmate connections, perhaps egg related connections. why do we have this uh, synchronicity in, in energy? And it's first and foremost to Bring something beautiful into the world to heal something that needs to be healed in the world, to fix something that needs to be fixed in the world, to create and recreate something that creates a better world. First, always from our, our position as, as God and goddess, as, as the human individual in our reality, but, but then it reverberates out to your family to your loved ones, to your community, to your peers, to, to your co-workers if you're building authentic relationships with people. So uh, We talked the other day about, you know, the, the bigger the city, often the less you know about your neighbors. The, the fewer your neighbor's names you, you tend to know, the, the less you really know about your community. And people visit the south or visit a small town and, and and make comments like, oh, they have that small town family community, you know, feeling, no, people are in your business. You're in a village, people are in your business, you know, so there's always that um, opportunity to sit back and meditate on that dimensional, inter, intra-dimensional reality of what brings us together. Um, And and one more thing I want to say before I pass the mic, um, you know, just the power of the DNA and and finding cousins, sometimes distant cousins, second, third, fourth, fifth cousins, but then finding that uh, reoccurring theme of of healing or art or ministry or or music, you know, really speaks to the strength of not just blood ties, but soul ties. And, and and many of us have spouses, your spouses prayerfully, your husbands, your wives. You are together, hopefully, prayerfully, because you have a soul-level tie. You know, know that all of your relationships have and create soul-level ties, all of your relationships. You know, not to sound like a prude, but not to sound old-fashioned, but, but that's why, you know, People were concerned about who you slept with, who who they mom and them is. Let, let me meet your your people. You know what village did they come from? You know what do they practice over there? People were in your business in, in, in a village, you know, environment. And 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 you know that's not a negative. You know if it's done in in love, if it's done for the benefit of the whole, if it's done to create growth. You know, for both parties, and particularly in a soulmate-based relationship, you've got to be able to suspend, to some degree, your own personal desire for immediate satisfaction and be able to look at a greater picture, to be able to look at a greater dynamic to, to the relationship. Uh, greetings to uh, everyone who, who's joining in in the chat. Chat just keeps moving so quickly on me. Y'all are really fired up today. And I appreciate that. And I invite you to come on in to the conversation, to share your story, to share your opinion, ask your questions, present your requests. We'll be more than happy to assist you. Uh, we want to greet Neophyte Bokor. Uh, you have now been uh, Christianed by the beloved Ota- uh Someone uh, christened you, the priest. I think it was time. Somebody Christians you in the chat. Hold on. I'm about to say something crazy. Uh, somebody gave you a title in the chat, uh, Neophyte Bokor, and, and now I've lost it because the chat is moving so quickly on me. Um, I think it was Priest, though. Yeah, it, it was Shemafia, Brother Priest, Neophyte Bokur, Shamafia. <laughs> the, the beloved Shamafia Sudamaki Rothschild has now christened you the priest, Neophyte Bokur. And we're going to roll with that. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate it. I'm definitely humbled. All in favor, say, <laughs> all in favor, say aye. Aye. <laughs> uh-huh. From the board. Okay.
3: So, <laughs> I, Thank you it. so much. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, aside from as that, 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 that was, that was a... Lovely surprise. (laughs) I love that. Um, But I I wanted to speak on this um, because I'm still uh, learning about how we can actually uh, find or seek or encounter our our soulmate. If that's what we want to, if that's the the nomenclature that we're going to use soulmates, we're going to speak with it. Um, What I found out, for myself personally that it does help for you to step out of the way of your of yourself yeah. every once in a while, especially when you're out. And a lot of us right now in this day and time are looking for that connection. We're looking for that soulmate. Um, very few of us actually have found it and are demonstrating to others how you go about that. So we go and ask those people, Hey, you know, you, this relationship looks great you know let me take some notes here or you turn to the tv you turn to the tv and and what's being presented to you is uh, uh, supposedly a well-to-do relationship but the dramas that's it and all of the the skeletons come tumbling out of the closet and then what we thought was uh, uh an example of a great relationship really was just on the surface. It only looked like you kind of deep into that water and you <laughs> find that they were just kind of putting on a show, which is all well and good. I'll I it from that. But when we're starting to model ourselves after these different things that we, we see on television uh, subconsciously, then it starts to manifest itself in our relationships, how we interact with each other, let alone in our relationships. But I did that same thing, and it took a lot for me to figure out that, okay, I need to get out of the way of myself. Myself is looking and, is, and has tools, but I'm getting in the way. Now, what does that look like? Um, a, a sense of being humble um, from what I can gather is being able to humble yourself to give way to what is ancestral inside of us, right? That is... You casting out your light and being able to attract those things that reflect that light, rather than that shadow that is also being cast by your light, attracting those things that are in the dark, those things that are trauma, those things that uh, um, attract other people's negativity. Right? Because you can be soulmates on the darker end as well. You're you're attracted to somebody's trauma. Because it looks that's familiar right. to your trauma, and you start sleeping with and making babies in that right. trauma, uh-huh. and then you have a trauma
0: child. I call, trauma trauma ma- 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 I call them trauma mates. <laughs> ma- I call them trauma mates.
2: <laughs> ma- uh-huh. Trauma
0: mates. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And and sometimes they're not mates in the lover sense. Sometimes it's it's groups of friends. But you got to yeah, sometimes stand back in a third person, and watch and observe and listen to what happens when you get around your click your peers, your group of friends, what direction does the conversation go in once the curtains close and the lights go down, what direction then does the conversation go in? You know, what, what direction then does the energy move in? You know, do, do your peers uplift what's good in you or do they support uh, and, and enable sometimes what's addictive and, and re- regressive? You know in you and sometimes that's trauma clicking trauma mating trauma groups you know i share your trauma you share my trauma you know so let's go out and 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 war story that means to talk about you know your trauma in more romantic terms uh just really to hear it being said out loud as opposed to addressing it you know because again as a consultant there's the, the, the client, and I use this word specifically, and caller, caller, who really just wants to talk and, and, tr- and re-talk about the trauma. Um, and, and it's quick and easy to identify because as soon as you start to offer a suggestion, you're often interrupted with more of the story. Well, well wait a minute. Well, let me tell you, maybe I should explain. Well, let me go further into... And I said, Oh, no, beloved! You, you've said enough. Now, now, let's let's hear from spirit. Okay. Well, let me explain. Well, let me tell you what happened. You know, and there's a retelling. Uh, there's a segment to gossip. There, there's a component to gossip that the, the person who's gossiping t- internalizes. And so, if it, it's something that you do to yourself, when you 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 know there's a problem. You talk about the problem. Everybody around you was hearing you discuss the problem. I had a very important friend the other day, right before a very important event. uh, Let's just say some drama went off in her family. And after that moment, the next five people she encountered, for at least 15 minutes, she repeated what had happened. Well, let me tell you what had just happened. So-and-so called me, and this happened, and that happened. It's a retelling, and it's something that we get from the retelling of the trauma. As a runaway child on the street, I had to discover that and put the brakes from that even in my own life. Okay, when you're a kid, there's a certain degree of sympathy and empathy and understanding. You know, oh, you're a kid. You're young. You're cute. You're in a bad place you're on the street. but then as you begin to age, you age out of that sympathy. People then begin to respond with you got a job do you know how to get a job? let me tell you how to go and get you know resources over here you know but you so you grow out of the retelling of that story you then have to tell your story from where you are in the moment. And, and that's a key component to doing any kind of authentic shadow work. You got to be honest about how you tell your story. Be careful about how you tell your story. Do you set yourself up as the victim in your story? Do you set yourself up always as the person that's, you know, on the outs in your story? Do you give yourself any degree of power and empowerment within the dynamic of your story? So be careful about how you tell your story. But I also want to speak to um, something um, Neophyte Bokor said about the looking for. Because often that's the question. I'm looking for my soulmate. How do you look for? And and I kind of alluded to the idea, um, beloved Neophyte Bokor, that um, we all soulmates. None of this is is accidental. None of this is just haphazard or random from from the person that you pass walking on the city street that in your mind you, you think you're never going to see again, because I've lived a life to see that person again, to see that footprint show up again, because there indeed are synchronicities that take place, you know, along our journey. But then there are your spouses, your husband, your wife, your children, those people, you know, most intimately connected to you. That to some degree are predetermined by by fate, by soulmate connections, and so um, your 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 wife could have been your mother in a past life, could have been your uncle in another life, could have been a neighbor in, in another life, and some again some degree of energy. So some uses some event, much like how we would identify uh, a poltergeist or or a ghost you know, or or some energy that's trapped in a particular, you know, geographic location, physical location. Well, we're able to also create that kind of footprint on the soul level, on the soul level. So just imagine, if you will, use your imagination, please, if you will. You know, we're back in ancient Egypt, and and we're in the, the belly, you know, of some great magical tomb, ceremonial ritual tomb, and high priest, and high priestesses, uh, burning incense, frankincense, and myrrh. You know, you hear the, the, the sound of bells chiming rhythmically, creating a vibration throughout throughout the temple. You have your priests, your priestesses, your initiates, you know, and you're doing something great and something, you know, really powerful. Um, and, and then something tragic happens. You know, the, cat- the cataclysm happens, the earthquake happens. You know, and then we become reborn again, you know, in another life, you know, as awos and babalawos and iganifas and, and priest practitioners and who do obey a bakur, you know, as us. Who's to say that, you know, we weren't a part of a spiritual group, you know, from another life? And that's where the uh, the curiosity of readings that speak to past lives, you know, c- comes into play. Uh, sometimes people want to remove the block. Sometimes people want clarity about what created, you know, that point of energy in, in time and space that knit souls and groups of souls together. I was also taught, you know, as a, a descendant of, of Baha'u'llah, that... Um, Some of us were indeed within those mansions, in many mansions in high places that some of the prophets speak about in the heavens, and have been predetermined to come as healers, teachers, spiritual workers, spiritual practitioners, and, and therein a soul plan, a soul family is created from that. And so there can be very intimate emotional exchange. You know, I love my cousins. Uh, Oloye and, and Otun and you as well, Neophyte, you know, and, and I haven't met y'all physically yet, but I feel the same. I, I feel the same degree of, of, of connection. But I also look at the synchronicities, the similarities, you know, and, and clearly we weren't called to, to, to be here and marry each other. Clearly we weren't called to be here to, you know, partner up, you know, but to click up, for lack of better words, to group up. You know to move particular ideas and energies, you know and real world projects you know forward what brings mighty corporate business owners together you know to create these industries that last generations you know you can't just leave it to accident you just can't leave it to you know we look at everybody's resume and, and it kind of you know match up because even if you have resumes that match up uh That don't mean you're supposed to get married. I I know I just knit two ideas there together. (laughs) Yeah, even if you're, you know, you didn't check the resume, you didn't check the credit report, you know, they looking good, they smell good. That still don't mean y'all supposed to get married. You know, that still don't mean y'all was supposed to, you know, produce children. You know, and and the unfortunate side of that reality is the unfortunate side of that reality. You know, and everyone... uh, we can't hear you. And everyone addresses that. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It was me. I had you. Okay. On, I had you on me. Say that again. I
3: said uh, that's where a lot of it comes into DNA, especially when it comes to family. I don't believe that there is a mistake that we now today are reaffirming who our uh, family was in in previous life that if they were god people godly people they were people that were possibly in this tradition or traditions similar that there's no mistake that we are following in and we're some of those footsteps and your thought says that when we initiate it's like we reboot seven years seven generations so even if in these last few generations now our family were Christian ministers or even imams, it doesn't matter. They're still people of God that's doing God's work and trying to fulfill God's will. And so now here we are today as Botomo, as Babalao, as whatever title that we might go by. But the biggest part of it is that we are trying to fulfill the work of the Creator within us and to be blessing other people. We're servants when we're dealing with the traditions. We we are servants to, to the Creator. We're servants to Spirit. So in that, I just don't believe... I believe that DNA fulfills a significant purpose and the family that you came through fulfills the purpose of the the birth of your destiny here in this room. So now we have to go back to the destiny because it's has the destiny that make, puts things into place for whoever you meet and the relationship that you might encounter with them. And then when you encounter that relationship, it's all about... Are you willing to walk in that relationship and understand the contract of that particular relationship? Because we all have contracts. There's a contract that we're fulfilling right now, and we might not know the contract. We are we not there, or we, we our memory is not there as to what, what fulfillment of a contract we're doing with a particular person, which then says that... Although it's very difficult, it's that ability to then say a contract is over and let people go at times. Or things, you know, not being able to hold on so deeply to things that it makes you fall totally apart. So soulmates, even in that, it could be a soulmate that's here for a season, that's here to give you the blessings of this lesson, to say, Maybe in the past part of your life you've gone through these challenges and maybe you don't love, feel like you fully love yourself. Now, here comes a person that shows that you're worthy of this love, but maybe they're not meant to be there for your lifetime. But then we have this significant broken heart because they leave and we're not able to get ourselves back together when that person was just there to show you that there is people that will love you. Maybe it's this type of employment. You never felt like you were worthy of making this type of money. But here comes this particular person that sees something in you that gives you the opportunity. And when you go in, you do a great job. And now you're able to make this money, put it on a resume, and now go further in this. So soulmates, as you shared, can come in a variety of diverse packages. And in that package, you have to discern how and what that relationship is meant to be and at what level it's supposed to be. But DNA for a family, I believe that it takes us back to the core of what our family was. When I look at our family, we're looking at three chiefs on this particular lying right here, right now. So then that tells me then that there's the possibility of of our family coming from a royal lineage. Because there's no mistake that three people that just met over the space of two years, a year two years, are all wearing chief and seat tires. Okay, I can agree on
2: that. Um, okay. there is a reason for everything and I long stopped believing in coincidence years ago. I wanted to address Craig Burns. I did not forget you, dear heart. Um, he made a comment um, a while back asking if uh, the the growth, the difference in growth rate and um, believing in reference if a person is still your your soulmate if the liken- likeness becomes too distant. Um, first and foremost, understand that um, Everyone, whether it's a friend, whether it's your spouse or the person that you're in a relationship with, is not going to grow at the same rate that you are. See, we have to understand that our destiny, each of our destinies is our own, okay? And we are all required to walk our own destiny. There will come a time, however, when another being together either a spouse or becoming some kind of a relationship or partnership for you. We have to be willing to let people grow to go to grow. Okay? We have to be willing to let people go to grow. And sometimes where all of the money is, where that is taking you, everybody can't go. So you have to keep that in mind as well. So even if you've dealt with a person for a small amount of time, whether it's a matter the form of relationship, it doesn't mean that they're, that they're not a soulmate. Because in that moment, In that space, in that lesson, they were absolutely your soulmate because you had a real connection. You had a real bond. And it doesn't take away from the good. See, we got to understand that some people that come into our lives and we feel like, oh, they were our friend or they were in this relationship. When things, when we part or when things or the situation comes to a time where this person is not going to be in our life anymore, we can't just take that whole ball of everything and blow it away. Because you're throwing away important lessons, you're throwing away some things that maybe you need to to heal from, and you may have inadvertently placed some healing on that person that they needed you in their life for that moment, for that growth, for that lesson that they couldn't have absorbed or received from anywhere else. So your life, your lessons, all of that, as the Bible says, all is a blessing. You may not see it and you may not feel it in the moment, but we gotta be willing to discern. That's what the healing comes for. That's where that shadow work comes in. Because if you're not discerning, if you're not understanding the connections and what's being presented before you, you're going to keep falling for the O.P.O. You're going to keep going through those same situations. You're going to keep going through those same attractions in the darkness and the things that's going on because hurt people hurt people. If you're expecting someone else's pain because you're going through your own, you're going to bleed all over each other. And neither one of you cut the other. Mm-hmm. This is why shadow work is important. This is why healing is important. Because before you can get to that soulmate, you got to do some of that work. Otherwise, your emotions are going to be leading you around like a puppet master. And you're not going to know which way is up because all you're going to be doing is feeling, feeling, feeling. You're not discerning, you're not thinking. Critical thinking is a must. And we have to learn how to put things in your place when they belong so we can cut these cycles. Okay? Sorry, I learned so long. Thank you so
0: much. All is a blessing, beloved. I I accept everything you said, 100, 100. And and I love how everyone is giving their perspective coming from their understanding, and, and I'm grateful for that. But I also want to say that your soulmate, soul, hence the word soul, is not confined to a physical body. And so if you're not evenly matched up, if you are bumping heads, your soulmate can literally leave the body of the host lover, for lack of a better word, that, that you're involved with and, and move on. And, and then you're left with the mess to deal with, the messy part to deal with, the truth really to deal with of, of, that, of that individual. Uh, souls can grow together, can choose to evolve together, can say, okay, you know, we both got some issues, we are gonna work them out together. But that doesn't always happen, and, and and often people need space. People Sometimes need guidance. Sometimes people are guided away from by their ancestors, by the by my beliefs, about by God and the higher powers, so that we indeed can regain our divinity, our own sense of of self and 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 um, um, consciousness. And it doesn't mean that that relationship was bad or a waste of time or energy if you have absorbed the lessons, if you have internalized the lessons, if you accepted the lessons from within that that relationship, you know, whether it's a love relationship, whether it's a co-worker, you know, boss relationship, whatever the relationship, uh, if you have absorbed and understood the lessons, then there's no loss there, perhaps. But indeed, souls. Grow apart, you know. Find their own uh, level. We say water seeks its own level. You know, souls will indeed fulfill that higher divine purpose, which often supersedes our our carnal desires in the moment, our wants and needs in the moment. So I think it's inherently problematic, um, neophyte core, when we sort of are looking for that quote-unquote one special soulmate. That's going to fulfill that particular uh, area, you know, of our, of our lives. And indeed, if that is what the the prayer is, then we got to be real specific about that, you know, because sometimes that does not always come equally yoked, you know, as as the church folks say. That that's not always um, productive, you know, to your ultimate spiritual growth. And we have all seen. Um, supposedly in love, you know, couples, uh, personalized, implode, you know, right before us in in the media and and on television, you know, with all the money available to them, with all the resources, you know, available to them, you know, and those relationships just implode, you know, and, and then with the public celebrity attached to them, often right before our eyes, you know, on tape, on film, you know, et et cetera. It's out there in in a public way for us to sort of view and observe. So I think um, finding that soul level love first in, in yourself and for yourself and for your purpose and for your journey, that draws like a magnet. Other souls of equal vibration, but particularly that that love mate that you might be seeking, that anyone might be
3: seeking um,
0: at any given, you know, point in time. Um, I also think that we fit into an artificial framework about monogamy, and that's a whole nother question. Uh, monogamy, polygamy, that's a whole other show. <laughs> I'm sure we could literally do a, a whole three-hour show on polygamy and, and, and versus monogamy Um, It's original and authentic um, demonstration versus it's modern, you know, representation, because now you're hearing Polly Anne Marie and uh, other terms that once didn't exist in the conversation. Um, Now you got degrees to it, (laughs) you know, so we could easily have another conversation. But I do accept that, um, you know, again, if you have the footprint, energetic footprint of past lives, available to us, then who's to say you don't run across more than one lover from from the past life, more than one person that you had some kind of intimate connection to? And, and no, it does not mean that you're supposed to pair up now with each one of those people as you encounter them in, in this life. But it is meant to jog a memory, jog a feeling, jog some energy loose within us to cause us to take a certain course of action prayerfully, that's in our best interest. That that mirrors, you know, our best interest. Um, grandma used to say, "Oh, baby, you're gonna love, you know, more than one person in your life." You know, when you're 15, 14, 16, you tore up about, you know, the relationship. I, I can't tell you how many readings I, I've I've had to do with people between the ages of 18 and 21 you know, who thought that they high school love was a they soulmate and that was it. And that was the end of the world because that relationship was now over, you know, and couldn't understand that, you know, the soul could move on just as the souls move on in death, just as souls move on at the birth coming out of the canal. A soul can move on while we're still living and breathing, you know, into another host body, just as we – grow and evolve and change, we then pull to us people, places, and things that that mirror our energy, that mirror our footprint. And some of you find that hella confusing to deal with when when it's problematic. Well, I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for be to be, you know, offended. I didn't ask to be insulted. I didn't ask to have someone do, you know, terrible things to me. You know, where does predetermination come into that? Where do you know, where does precognizance come into that? But, uh, indeed, there are many challenges, battles, mountains that we face in our lives and will face in our lives that we pre-contracted. Uh, was it O'Toole who introduced the idea of the contract? Or was it uh, Oloye? That, that these relationships are Oloye? Talked about, we contract. To come into this life, we contract to be confronted with particular battles, particular mountains, you know, that, that force us to move energy in a different direction. That force us to move things around in, in a way that otherwise would remain stagnant would remain in place, but we've pre chosen to come in and address, you know, those things and, and as a young person, that was hard for me to accept. That was a hard concept for me to even wrap my mind around, coming out of the, the, the background, the childhood that I was coming out of. But, but as a more mature spiritual person today, I wouldn't take anything from my journey. I wouldn't change anything in my past. You know, if it, were, if it would mean that just moving one chess piece out of position would, would possibly mean that I would have died young or ended up in Angola for life. You know, or or ended up, you know, having 20 kids, you know, with with five baby mamas, and and not being committed to none of them, you know, and and not hand raising any of the children, you know, there's just so many other paths that our lives could go in, if just one chess piece is moved out of position, you know. I think about great events. I, I see you all the time. I think about great events like um, 9-11. Just imagine the person who was late going to work that day. Just imagine the person who decided they were just going to stay home and smoke and watch Jerry that day and call in sick. (laughs) You know, just imagine the person who decided, oh, I got way too much to do, you know, on my plate. Um, You know, let me go run these errands first. You know, just imagine.
3: I had three people that because one had just had surgery. My sister-in-law had just had surgery. I had two other cousins that were on their way to work that day. And then my brother got caught up in it in D.C. But him and his wife were able to get to a place of safety. Desperating
1: mm-hmm.
3: and uh, Destiny. And 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 ifa alamare was with surely with them all, that they then was able to manifest life through that whole situation. Look at those people that were on that plane that really knew that their time was coming to an end, and they attacked whoever was attacking that plane after hearing what happened in New York. And, you know, we don't usually get phone calls on planes, but they were all able to get phone yeah. calls that day on that plane. And they were hearing all of this only to find out that the people that kidnapped them was getting ready to go into the, what, the Pentagon? Or the other, what was it, the Pentagon? The,
0: the, the Capitol. They were headed to the do Capitol.
3: Capitol. Mm-hmm. And then they they took action. I think of myself all the time and say, this is why I sit on the aisle seat, because once I see that something like that, if I'm going to make my transition, then I'm going to make my transition taking out everybody that I can, and I plan on taking out a few. So therefore, you know, we then underestimate how the things, again, how that thing in, in, in that lifetime, in our lifetime, affects us. Look at our lifetime. Those of us that were born in the end of the 60s, I was born a few months before King uh, was assassinated. So in my lifetime, I've seen King assassinated, Robert Kennedy assassinated. I've seen COINTELPRO. I've seen the, the Black Panthers get taken down. You go up to Rodney King. You go up and see the wars that were happening in the Middle East and Afghanistan and everything else and all of this stuff, and you look at this thing, and you sometimes don't even realize how all of this affects areas within you. And it's the same thing in relationships. You look at the relationships that you've had, and the relationships that others in your life have had that that you view, that you see, those that maybe did not have an experience to be raised by two parents maybe have a different view of than those that were able to be raised by two parents. Those that did not have the opportunity to meet grandparents or great-grandparents and see how they lived in marriage, and they've been married for 60, 70 years. Because we maybe did not have that experience, we have a different view. We, don't, we, we have the opportunity, those that did have that, to sit down and listen to, yeah, 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 we went through highs, lows, ups and downs. But we never let what we went through go outside of these walls. Nobody knew what we went through. We dealt with what we had to go through ourselves. So we learned these lessons in a variety of different ways from many, many people maybe we didn't have it in our immediate family but because we had friends and we grew up with them and we had the opportunity to be treated like family to them we were able to see the dynamic even from different cultures i have many friends of different cultures and went to that house a lot of times and watched the different dynamics in their family and that also impresses upon me in how I deal with my daughter or how I deal with others, how I'm able to relate to other cultures. We might, we might not understand the importance and the value of all those things, but they are extremely important into how we view life, how we view relationships, how we view even this topic of shadow work. How, if we don't have a, a, a maybe a a factor of of what it looks like for a healthy life, then how do we know for ourselves what is healthy going through the work that we have to do? Sometimes we don't even know the work that we have to do. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, what we're able to view and how we take in what we view and the experiences can then say, wow, This helps to determine how I view what a healthy relationship is, what a relationship that's going to allow longevity, what a relationship is that's going to be healthy for the generations to come, the children, the grandchildren, possibly great-grandchildren, and what is it that I'm leaving in this time for the future generations to, to see. Some of us have been fortunate in that our families were families that, even though there might have been challenges, ups and downs within the family, that the nuclear family was one that was able to stay together. But then, other side, it could be that you learned what a healthy family is from having such a dysfunctional family. And then when you have that dysfunctional family, it allows you to know this is not the journey I want to go through. This is the opposite. When I see now, this is what I need to make sure that I'm, I am uh, handling the situation differently. This is what it takes that I don't have the broken family. I don't leave and, and, and leave this family here because I'm so used to seeing this in other aspects. We have to look and view at what it is that we have experienced and the ancestral experience that is within us that we might not realize the effect that it has upon us because we're not visibly able to see what they went through, but their DNA is a part of us. And so therefore what they have gone through now affects us as well in some of the choices and the decisions and the attitudes in the way of life that we live, all of those things really uh, um, become parts of a lot of our own shadow work and the help, the shadow work of others that are close to us, that even especially for us as what we would say spiritual leaders, teachers, healers, whatever you want, light workers, whatever these different names that, that are happening or coming, We need sometimes for ourselves to even examine in ourselves how the clients that we're dealing with affect us. Mm -hmm. What kind of way can we wipe some of the energy and clear this energy off of us so that it doesn't stick with us? Because you know when you hold on to too much stuff that's not yours, it affects your health badly. Black men, we hold on to so much. That's why we got so much prostate and bladder issues, when we hold on to such things and, and we don't cleanse ourselves out, the cancer, because uh, the cancer is, is, is so negatively affecting in our, in our community now, breast cancer, lung cancer, uh, all kinds of cancer. And now, you know, we, we even look at men with cancer, right? And, and that brother that played, uh, he, he uh, what was a Richard Roundtree, that had even a, a cancer that was a little different from men because he had breast cancer, I believe, as well. So something that's not even normal. we got to look at our health and how we're dealing with things so that we're not so far fully affected negatively in, in that. we just got to see all of the factors in my particular perspective, in my understanding of, of a lot of this. Uh, um my contru- uh, contribution i feel i don't know if we're ready to handle this one but i feel like maybe we don't realize that we need to be a soulmate in order to attract a soulmate yeah a lot of us yeah. are thinking of ourselves as a soulmate so you yeah. can draw that in how does that work Um uh, to go along with uh the narrative right now, it's a little hard for me to explain it. I'm trying to put it in the best words I, I can without sounding full of myself. Um, but technically, if you're looking at a, uh, let's say a tarot deck. Let's say we're looking at a tarot deck. Essentially, you have to put yourself in the position of the fool, right? You are the hero's journey. This is all your journey. This is your process. This is uh, essentially things that you are going through. You're encountering mm-hmm. um, the strength card, which is based uh, is, is another way of looking at your relationship, a platonic relationship. Um, this is you going through uh, or encountering the, the Queen of Wands. Queen of Wands, another um, representation of your uh, uh, of your platonic relationships, and then you have the lovers as well. These cards are are there to give you these, these examples, but I'm just trying to give you another picture of what it is that we are um, encountering. What are those obstacles? Why why, is there, why are there these walls in the way of what it is that we're seeking? Well, chances are it's yourself putting that wall there because you're not ready yet. You, you haven't gone through the necessary steps to turn yourself into the fool or turning yourself into the hero.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You're not a soulmate yet.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So you can't be in a soulmate relationship. Just not quite your time yet. Your internal, uh, I guess you would say, uh, ancestor. You're, you're an ancestor. You're just not there yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but in becoming that ancestor, you still have to go through certain things in order for you to hold that power. That power is the relationship, platonic or um, otherwise. You still have to go through that. You haven't gone through enough yet in order to be that soulmate that you're looking for. You have to reflect into someone what you expect out of them. Please, if you're not able to reflect anything positive into that person, you can't expect something positive to be reflected back to you.
0: And please don't and, always look at that as a negative. You know, nice, sometimes exactly, Spirit is exactly. asking you to, you know, become a star first. Sometimes Spirit is asking you to become a, a successful entrepreneur first. Sometimes Spirit and, is asking you to, you know, complete your initiation, you know, first. Sometimes Spirit is asking you to, you know, to do often things that are, uh, are for self, for the betterment of self, you know, before you know, we sort of have that connection, that soulmate relationships, soulmate, uh, romantic soulmate connection, that many people you know seek and desire. I often say I'm married to Voodoo. I'm married to the Loa. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I have no man, no woman, no child. <laughs> you know, my community, my family is my community. And my family, you know, and as my blood relatives um, increase in our connection and our sort of knowing and inner knowing, I feel an even greater sense of fulfillment. And purpose in my life about who I am and what I'm doing and and the awareness that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now in this moment in time space. And, And again, when you look at that digitally. And you, when you break that down into component, components of time, I would not remove any digit, any component that would alter the reality that I'm experiencing today. One move to the left or the right, you know, and I could be living a very different reality. We all we we could be doing something else right now, you know, in another dimensional space. You know, this might be an auto show, you know, or maybe porn, porn talk. In another dimensional space, you know, just one piece being out of out of position. And that's why often daily I, I re-say re and reiterate that we create and recreate sacred space here by choice. Every time we decide to come together and do this, any one of us could decide not to be present, you know, or, or might be busy and, and can't be present. And it changes the energy of the creative space and let me tell you that one yeah i'm about to say it all time that that one day off <laughs> from oh Yeah really did something for oton that's visible and that's present and that we really like yeah you're a little bit more vocal now you're a little bit more present and, and in the camera now you know, you 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 sitting on your throne as the queen and we grateful for that. We really are. And it's it's visible. That's why I'm making note of it. it it's extremely visible. You know, you and you said it yesterday, once I realized I had to get in the chair and kinda of take over, I I just did me and, and, and me is very beautiful. <laughs> your me is very beautiful, honey. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I appreciate you so much, and I, I thank you. I know I get pushed to do stuff because I'm not always uh one to jump out there, but uh, I appreciate you and uh, Babaloye, Stephanie, and then everyone listening and watching. It has been a blessing, and it's been an honor. I have definitely, I'm always and will forever remain a student, and I'm grateful to each and every one of you. I
0: say, I say. And greetings, uh, the beloved goddess initiative, one of my uh, faithful God children and initiatives. Come on in, girlfriend. Peace and love. Okay, can you guys hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We can't see you, but we can hear you. All the blessings.
2: Okay. um, So I just wanted to mention how... um, just in my experience in dealing with people who, um, you know, are out here looking for love um, or their soulmate, twin whatever you want to call it, um, there's there's a lack um, of accountability, in my opinion. So there's a lack of accountability um, as it pertains to your frequency levels, um, um, as far as like attracts like. I think a lot of people, especially when they hear that particular phrase, life attracts life, they always envision their best qualities. I'm good at this, I'm good at that, and mm-hmm. I'm going to attract somebody who's also good at this and good at that. They never, ever consider that your flaws as well, you're attracting that to you. That's
0: right. Um,
2: or your perceived flaws, I should say that. Um, mm-hmm. You're less desirable, uh, or what you perceive to be less desirable, and then that's where the shadow work comes in, because if you're not in tune with those subconscious thoughts of what you feel is less than desirable or not ideal or not up to standard and then you draw it to you you're like oh my god why do i keep getting all these types of men you should getting all these types of men because that's it's something in your frequency that's resonating with their frequency um and i don't think a lot of people uh realize that because no one wants to address you know something that uh they might perceive to be a flaw within themselves um, and, and many people, you know, don't take accountability for the way that their life is going. I think I always say one of the most devastating things um, for people when they're in therapy or doing a spiritual journey is when they realize the actual power they have over their life and what occurs in their life.
3: It devastates some people. It devastates them you think that they have allowed
2: certain things to happen in their life but they had the power and the control all the time and they either did not exercise it or they you know they use it for the, the wrong thing or you know the thing that did not benefit them most at that time. Um, and so I think it's just important to address that when you're in a position or you're you're in a place in your life where you want to be with someone else because I personally I can testify I have been in a, in a relationship where I was all in love, oh my God, I thought this is like the perfect thing and then you know all the while I'm working on myself and then one day, it's like you literally like like something clicks and it's like oh my god how did i get here with the person like we don't match and it's because at that time when i met that person i was at a particular frequency and i was doing certain things and engaging in certain things and when we came across each other our that our energy levels matched it was like oh mm-hmm. you you know you on this bs i'm on this bs too and so yes, like ma'am. you know, with the trauma bonding or you know And so it was good at that time, but then I elevated and it's like, oh, wow. You know, and so you need to, you know, address some things a lot of times before you step out there so that you kind of know what you truly are looking for and what you truly are um, attracting to you because frequency is a big thing. I mean, the frequency of sadness and fear and anger, it's it's 100%. Insecurity,
0: Uh, resentment. So
2: literally, your body on the highways.
0: Yes, ma'am. And we certainly, Uh, you know what
2: I mean.
0: Yes, ma'am. We certainly appreciate that. We do. Can I
2: piggyback off of her?
0: Yes, please.
2: Um, I wanted to add to what she was saying. Um, just to try to give uh, context to it. Keep in mind, um, for those that um that subscribe to Christianity or, or grew up in the church or are familiar with that. There was something that I would hear my mother speak of. And it was about getting the things that she wants and not adhering to spirit. Um, in terms of um not just us as not just women, but also just men men as well, anyone meeting or, or looking uh for that soulmate connection. Um, Keep in mind that yes, there our destiny is written, and there are certain things that we should be doing along our journey to ensure that we're having the experiences and the lessons that we're supposed to have. In church, I remember my mother teaching me something. Uh, there's a difference that they say uh, between being in what they call God's perfect will and His permissive will. Okay, and the difference in that is when you are in God's perfect will. And they say that you are basically following the plan to the left. You're doing what you're supposed to do, showing up where you're supposed to show up, handling what you're supposed to handle, okay, for so the plan. Then you have what they describe as God's permissive will. And this is where, this is the gray area where some of us may seem to get in a little bit of, of trouble and, and run into some situations. And I say that because when you're in, uh, what they would describe the as God's permissive bill. That's when you're in uh, you're in hardhead mode, okay? Because you want what you want. You're lonely. You're tired of being by yourself. You think that she got a man and she got a man and I was at the club with her last week and she got I, I know she got a good dude. Why I don't know what the good dude is. Same thing with the guys. Man, he got that shorty and she cooking food. And she gonna man, my girl burnin' a little movie. Okay. At the same time, you have to understand when you. Act on your own, and you're stepping outside of what the Most High, what all the mighty it has for you, because you know what you know, and you want what you want. You're gonna get this, gonna get Because see, sometimes when we think that we know everything, just like those of us that have children, and I and they have this. this you're gonna have head. you I'm doing same thing with God. Okay, there are times when we just insist on doing what we're doing, and more tidy, like, I'm
0: trying to help. But uh, if you insist, and that's when you're in God's permissive will, because at this time, he's not going to fight you. He's he like, okay, you think you know? Well, God. Just think that you know. But well, well, God speaks in a soft, still voice. It's exactly. He'll let you crash test dummy. It's your ancestors that's going to bump you in the head and make sure mm-hmm. you, you feel that humanity, you know, and, and hopefully wake up out of your, your temporary trance state. And sort of get it, you know, and get it together.
2: Absolutely. And sometimes they'll let us fall flat on our behind so we can have no choice but to look straight up again So we got to understand that sometimes, yeah, things will be allowed to happen because if we're so insistent and we want to know it all, a lot of the situations sometimes will be of our own doing because we don't have that patience. We don't do that work. We want it now, now, now. We want to pray for something and look out the window for it to drop out of the cloud. It do not work like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I just wanted to add that to understand that a lot of the time, some of the situations we have or some of the tests that we have before before are of our own creation because we refuse to sit down and allow the work that needs to be done, allow things to happen as they should instead of us jumping in, pushing it along, giving it a helping hand, which it doesn't need. So I just wanted to add that in there as well.
3: So doesn't that come down to obedience? Obedience or obedience even when we don't understand. Obedience even when we want something But yet God says, this is not what I want you to do at this time. I look at the verses that speak about, are you going to follow what man desires for you to do? Or are you going to follow what I say for you to do? Listen, Nina Lloyd. Say it again?
0: I said, listen, Nina Lloyd, listen.
3: And, And so creator, if a little Mare, if he says, this is not what it is that I desire of you right now, then he is going to make things such that you're going to see and you're not going to understand things are going to be happening, people are going to be dropping off, things are going to be dropping off, the winds of change is going to be all over the place. But yet, you to stand firm and to stand still such that at the end of this time, it is said about Oya that Oya will have things blowing out everywhere. But then if you stand and you trust that Oya has your best interests at heart and a love for you is, is over the top, at the end you will see the beauty of everything manifesting if you allow her to make the transformation that she desires to make in your life. So again, we might not understand everything that is happening, but if we are obedient and we stand still, the old elders and the ancestors used to tell us all the time when a lot of things was going on, there's simple two words, be still. What are you talking about? Be still and know that God is God. And everything that is manifesting at this time is meant to be because there's a new change that's uh, meant to be there for you. So it's the same thing. Be obedient when everything around you seems like it is is blowing all over the place. There's a certain level of transformation that is meant to be happening for you in your life and in the lives maybe of those around you as well. So, you know, obedience, obedience, obedience. What is the definition? Sometimes we don't even know the definition of that which we're supposed to be practicing, right? So what is is Islam? What is the meaning of Islam? The meaning of Islam is submission to do the will of God. Submission to do the will of God. What is a Muslim? one who submits himself to do the will of God. When we're looking at all that we're doing, we are to be submissive to the will of God because we are supposed to be doing this in his image. So therefore then we are supposed to be following in the footsteps that he is laying, is laying out for us in that realm. For a better even in father, Even in Ifah I'm sorry, even in the thought, we have got to be submissive and obedient that way orisha are working within our lives. And all of these components are happening. Relationships, if your husband ain't doing the right thing by you, for you, with you, or all that, then you have to really take an honest look at whether everything is in alignment for it to be uh, 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 for longevity, Because sometimes Oya will come into that and be blowing all these things around because you are refusing to see what you're supposed to see. And it's not just that. It could be at your job. It could be in other areas of your family and life, all of those things. We have to have an honest evaluation of everything and look at it in this way, but be obedient and be humble. What is humility? Humility is... It sometimes means that we have to submit ourselves to that which is happening, to that which the Creator is bringing in, in for us. Submit ourselves to be humble, to drop down and submit ourselves. Submission and obedience two important factors that I feel in shadow work.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's gotcha. I'm sure. And submission is, is, is key because if everything was done our way, how far do, do you really think you would get doing everything your way, the way you wanted it, making sure it always came out your way? That's not the way it's supposed to be. So absolutely, submission is key. And also having, like we said, shadow it's it, No matter what you do spiritually, everything, Everything that you do seriously is going to boil down to the root of the depth of your shadow work and it is going to become apparent as you call yourself diving deeper, trying to get further along and you're coming up upon things and you can't pass certain hurdles and you're not getting a type of understanding or you don't feel you have that type of connection. At that point, you really have to stop and examine yourself and be accountable and say, how much have I done? Did you hold up the mirror or did you take a peek or did you take off running? Because unless you're willing to face it, you're going to face it on your own in the beginning to stand tall in it. But every uh, every step you take, something's going to be thrown at you until you address it. Because there are going to be places that you can only get to, that you can only access after you have done a certain amount of work, after you have achieved a certain level of feeling, and after you have done a certain amount of feeling so it will not go any other way. You can cry, you can beg, you can sleep, you can sneeze, you can feel. You, you, you are going to have to do the work. There are no shortcuts. There are um, no skips. And you are going to stay in that cycle until you do. So the choice is yours. You want to keep going in circles? How much do you like a murder go around? or do you want to go further? <laughs> you have to do the work, and at some point you have to be accountable. And also, don't look at your growth according to what you see others doing. Don't look at what they have and what you don't have. Because if you're not grateful in where you are, God ain't going to take you no further. You better love where you're at. You better get the lessons that you need to have. Because you can't grow any further if you don't see anything better for yourself, if you don't do the work, if you're not willing to die, if you're not willing to accept the things within yourself. That spirit is trying to get you to take notice of and make the adjustments so you can be in a position to receive what you want. So you can be in a position to receive that man. So you can be in a position to receive that woman. So you can be in a position to have that child. Because let me tell you something, sometimes your empire is going to stay on lockdown because once you burst, you will bring into the world if you don't heal yourself, you're going to take them babies right down the same path of death, destruction, and declare that you yourself was going through if you don't heal first. So everything and it's time. Everything happens for a reason, but you have to be willing to do the work. That is why they have that saying, faith work is dead. So when God says, move your feet, you don't have to know the direction, just get your feet stepping. All you got to do is move, lift your toes, do something. You can't just sit there and go, oh, my life is terrible. Grow out of being a victim. That's part of doing the shadow work. You got to grow out your mess sometimes because God is on bless next. So you're going to have to grow out of your mess and Understand that sometimes the stuff that's happening is because it's coming from you. That's why shadow work is important. You have to do the work because it's so be beating at you and biting at you until you do, and you're going to create other people down in the process, and they don't deserve that. It going to be you. But it's so easy yeah, to I, give into that illusion. If, if you if you don't address it, it don't come out of every relationship anyway. Because mm-hmm. relationships are all mirrors, and it, it, it's going to it's going to come out and if it's not addressed you're going to ruin every single relationship i mean when you mentioned the children i'm just thinking about how there are parents who, who have children that just bothered them to their core and then it comes out years later that those uh characteristics of their personality that bothered them was the same thing that they were ashamed of in themselves um that or someone made them ashamed of in themselves and they, they never addressed it so then they and you just put around and use their
0: children for their own self Yeah. You're breaking up just a little bit, beloved, but we heard you, and and we appreciate you. You're um, breaking up just a little bit, beloved, but we heard you, and we appreciate you, God's initiative. But you are crackling, your line is crackling just a little bit. And I'm not sure why that is. It could be the weather. I, I don't know. And we did hear you. So don't, don't be concerned. We, we can hear you. But it does break up just a little bit. And I, I just wanted you to know that in the event that you can fix it or address it. And I certainly appreciate everyone's active participation in this conversation. This, indeed, has been a really uh, a great podcast, another good show, another good episode you know, in our journey together um, as, as family, you know, as, as friends, as, as spiritualists, you know, as people who are, you know, walking this predetermined uh, path. And I, and I wanted to speak a little bit to that as well. Um, destiny, things predetermined. Uh, it was a response to something that I believe Craig Burns wrote a little further back. Um, I may not be able to find it now um, but I, I, it, but if I'm correct it has something to do with possibly the breakdown of a relationship and that quite possibly um, it was, certain things are predestined there is an element of that I can't find the comments so please forgive me. So I can't quote you because for some reason I can't find it. But, um, yeah, there is a degree of pre- predestiny at work for all of us and in everything that we, that we do. But there's also um, that God consciousness part of us that allows us opportunity to, to make change, to make adjustment, and to do things differently based on memory, recall, a muscle memory, emotional memory to conditions that, that predate that particular moment in, in time space. So people can indeed fall in love and and, and, and get married and create a relationship and, and grow apart. And you might consider that as a predestined thing. Perhaps they are predestined to grow apart if the work is not addressed, if they didn't do their own homework, if they, you know, they made a left instead of a right, you know, at a particular junction or crossroads in the dynamic of of the relationship. And and this could be a relationship like a marriage. This could be like a business, you know. This could be a friendship, a partnership, you know, and and, and then we decide we no longer fit. We no longer work together. Now, I will say that, you know, the dynamics of the culture that we live in today, you know, we don't have one type of toothpaste. You got 40 different types of toothpaste and 40 different types of brands. And so I think we do bring even to that relationship, sort of this shopping element. You know, someone said earlier on, I think it was Neophyte Bocor, about, well, how do you look for? How do you draw a specific? Because it's really a specific soul that you're trying to draw to you specifically for love and relationships. And often people can't say that, Otoon. Uh, often people can't say that outright, yeah You know, oh, I'm looking for my soulmate or I'm in this complicated relationship and I thought we were soulmates. You know, so I pressed them a little bit on, well, what does that mean? What, what does that look like? What, what makes that person your soulmate? And they run through the commonalities. Oh, well, we got things in common and we both like to play pool or, you know, but, but there's no soul level language being presented in the conversation. Hence, soulmates. You know, you're mm-hmm. together for something much bigger, something much deeper. Even married couples, you know, if I may. I've never been married. Don't, don't understand quite the dynamics of marriage from that perspective. I certainly don't quite understand the dynamics of heterosexual marriage, you know, but I know what marriages are, partnerships are, unity is, contracts are. Indeed, in Voodoo, we have uh, marriage loa, where you have a marriage ceremony to a loa, which is very similar to a human marriage, you know, where people come together and there's some agreement, there's some understanding, that I'm bringing this to the table, but even in the down times, even in the sad times, I'm committing to this relationship. I'm committing to that which developed from my relationship. And of course, children, you know, then come into, into play, which bind me together, not just for 18 years. I hate when people say that, not just for 21 years, forever. Once children come into play, y'all bond together forever. Even if mommy and daddy never speak to each other again, y'all are bonded together forever by way of the children. So often, even in addressing ancestral work, I ask how many children, who are the children? Because those ancestors are also pushing forward an agenda, you know, to, to the benefit of the children. And if mommy and daddy are at each other's throats and no longer see the love, no longer feel the soulmate connection, you know, you can't neglect how that is now affecting generations to follow. And again, I'm not trying to sound like a puritist, but you know, sex and uh, birth and babies is a really complex, serious life contract. You know, it really is. And, and so not only are the children that are being born affected, but those children and those children's children, bloodline lineage, you know, as well as the environment. You know, our children are then exposed to many other people in the community. So that energy is then
3: expanded outwards. And the, and the ancestors of, of those two lines, right? That's right. Because if the ancestors come back, if I remember right, going back several generations, it equals over 10,000 people it, 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 when you deal with so, so imagine 10,000 at least ancestors that are affected by the birth of this one child between you and this, this man or woman. And, and so now the work that you're doing with ancestors is really somewhat different for those the children mm-hmm. because they have their own line, their own relationship with ancestors that really you don't have because you married but You're not carrying the blood within you of So now it's a whole different realm that you got to deal with when it comes to the ancestors of your children. I hope that everybody understands and remembers that. It is so important, even when you guys don't get along anymore, to understand the importance of maintaining at least somewhat work for those those children to to be able to to feel good about both sides of their family so that they can work close with the ancestors
0: Mm -hmm. um and yeah i wanted to respond to uh craig burns for how we react to a pre to predestined time is important um i would say it's the time it's important in that okay let me put it this way death is predestined predestined now now in in the moment of life you can't remember the the time some people claim they have a glimpse of it we know some people who who claim they knew when they they had they were given a glimpse of of, of that timing but often the human posts themselves are disconnected from that timing. But we all accept that death is pre, is predetermined. It's predestined. We all we all gonna die. So you live every moment as if it's your last. You live every moment, and you give all that you have in every moment. That's why things like sloth and and laziness and um you know. Impatience and those things are are sort of looked down on, you know, socially in in our society, you know, in our culture. Indeed, it's weather, I like to use the word weather, that we all experience. We all want to quit every now and again. I can't tell you how many times, you know, 15 minutes before noon, I would really want to do something else. But then I remember what my purpose is, what my ministry is, and then, then I show up, you know, so we live every moment as, as if it's your last. My goodness, if you drive a car, my goodness, you know, you, you live every moment as if you might not make it home, you know, and you do what you can to protect yourself and, and to protect your precious cargo. And indeed, if you have others in the car with you, you know, but we take that risk every moment, every hour of the day of it being a, a predetermined you know moment event that you know afterwards on, on the after side we all oh, we wish i could have prepared for that or i wish i could have prepared for nine eleven before i actually left my house and got on the, the the subway that day and went to work Or i wish i could have prepared myself you know and you know for oklahoma bombing you know there, there are events that happen that are, that are inflicted on us in life that indeed are predestined. And I'm not suggesting that God has predetermined negative events, but God certainly can see the negative events and can certainly pre-see, predetermine, if you will, all the components to sort of these life-changing events that, that we come across that we sometimes call casualties, calamities, you know, traumatic e- events. So we have to live each moment as if, as if it's your last. You have to give all that you have, spiritually, emotionally, personally, with your loved ones. You know, whether it's about your career or your job, that that piece that you're working on right now. My last, my next suit is always my best Mardi Gras suit. My next suit. My next suit. Because once you get it done and it's, you know, it's done, you know, and now you're on to the next the next thing because you're you're living as if it's your last day, as if it's your last um, moment. Uh, I certainly appreciate you all. It has been a great show. I mean, really a great show. And I'm sure all of us have so much more uh, that we could offer. I want to give my uh, cousins an opportunity to to speak their last words and the close out, uh, give me a chance to sort of go through this chat.
3: Well, Thank you all for uh, the opportunity to come and share with you all. I hope that today was beneficial to you and, and understanding uh, another component of shadow work and the depth by which uh, you now have to go Understanding that sometimes shadow work takes you to the depth of the, the bottom of the ocean. We, I say all of quote, but the depth of the uh, of a situation and the circumstance down to a point where it's so broken that you have no choice but to submit. And in that submission is the true beginning of your healing. Sometimes you have to go to total ending for there to, to be a new beginning. And so I hope that everybody sees some of these things and will now look to what can be a new beginning in their life and what they can do to go deeper into their own shadow work to, to manifest the full healing in their life, in all areas of their life and of their family, of, of everything around them. So blessings to each and every one of you. Um, Peace.
2: I'm sorry, I was responding to the guidance initiative talking about that sex magic myth. Um, Today has been absolutely awesome thoughts. I uh, I am very appreciative and grateful to everyone that has taken part in the discussion. Um, Those of you that did not get to share uh, your feelings and thoughts, or even if you were unsure if they would be accepted or welcome, Please reconsider that for the next show. Um, never be afraid to speak your mind. It's all right. There's nothing wrong. We are all about to. You. We can agree to disagree, So we would love to hear from you, uh, whether it's seeing you on, on webcam or calling in. Uh, all, everyone has something to contribute for all of your contributions, your comments, your emotions, your thoughts. They're all valid and they're very much welcome. I am grateful to everyone listening and watching today. I so look forward to the next time. I see someone has asked for a part two. Um, I'm with it. If Divine and, and uh are with because there's so much more still to dive into. And um I I, I certainly there there was there's much more and so many people doing it. So um blessings to everyone. I love you, I enjoyed this and until next time may your blessings meet you at the door.
0: Okay. And and yes, we definitely will have part two. There there's more to soulmates. I I'm willing to explore You know, the whole conversation, the whole sex magic thing, you know, once again, and, you know, I agree, you know, what what, what has been said in the chat, okay, but but you're really now describing witchcraft, which is, again, why I find the whole sex magic thing to be so problematic. You're really describing witchcraft, you know, and and the using of witchcraft for uh, carnal personal gain. You know, and as Otan suggested, you know, it definitely does go wrong. We, we have all, to some degree, seen it go wrong in the worst kinds of ways. Um, I, have, I am even guilty, you know, as a younger person of binding people together, you know, not being party to, but sort of being the orchestrator of um, who should not have ever been together. You know, and it taught me the lesson of really, again, looking into your own soul. Who are you? Where are you in this process? What are you here to do? What is your life purpose? That must really be clear when we start looking for the romantic soulmate. What's broken about you? What, you know, where you are right now? What are you looking to feel and fulfill? What shortcut might you be seeking? You know, what antidote might you be looking for to relieve something that might be lurking you know, in, in your shadow work, because we've all heard our elders say, "Baby, when you stop looking, the man will come. When you stop looking, the right woman will come to you. God gonna send the right." You know, we've all heard grandma, or grandpa say that. You know, there's some divine truth in that, because ultimately you're here to fulfill a life destiny, which can be altered at any moment, even if you're married and living the the, the best of lives. You know, one partner dies, children die, or or some negative event takes place, you know, and, and so then what do you do? You don't just dissolve into nothingness. You don't just choose to remain broken. You know, you, you can't let it haunt you, beloved, for the rest of your life. You, you have to pick up and remember that I am God. I am the goddess. I have the ability to change and create and recreate my reality to mirror my best interest. And your reality does not die with the physical host of whom you perceive your soulmate to be connected to in that moment. Because again, we're talking about souls. We're talking about light bodies. We're talking about that part of us that that survives death, that part of us that survives, you know, mortality. So that can move on. That can transfer from one place to another. That that can be elevated. That, that can be degraded, you know. So check your vibration first when, when thinking about soulmates, you know, when thinking about why you're, you're not in the relationship that you seek. And some of, of you do not want to be in a relationship. Let me be clear. Some of you who believe you're looking for a relationship, who are looking for the psychic reader to help you to understand what's going on in your relationships, really do not want to be in a relationship and you are disconnected from your own reality. You in denial of your own signals, the own little signs that you give off physically and spiritually that you do not want to be bothered. And and others suitors are able to sense that, to de- to detect that. You know, we can pretty it up for a day or two, men or women, you know, and, and I'm going to go out to the club and I'm going to catch, you know, and, and, and others who might be vibrating at that place or even broken might be drawn temporarily, might be attracted t- temporarily. But that partner who's really for you is going to perceive this woman don't want to be bothered. This man really doesn't want to be bothered. And so I know for some of my clients, it's very hard for them to understand how I create and recreate my own reality when it's not mirroring what I want it to look like right now. How did I end up in this place? How did I end up with this man or this woman in this crazy broken place having accepted all of this abuse, having accepted all of this? How did I get there? And I think for some people, it's very hard for them to accept and to see, what about me drew you to me? What about me made you choose me? What about me made me choose you and and continue on this journey with you so that we can end up in this place? So I look forward to the continuation of, of this conversation on our next episode. Um, Wednesday... Let me check my calendar. (laughs)